demais. These guys are amazing. Wow, what's going on in this place? It's getting bigger. Churches are supposed to be shrinking, apparently. Not this place. It's growing. Can I just tell you a very is a faith-filled church because it is impossible to please God without faith. And I'm pretty convinced that God is quite pleased with what's going on in here. Are you? Like, it's crazy. Look at you. You're mad. I feel right at home with you crazy people. Man alive, it is a privilege to be here. say this, one of the things that could cause you to miss what's going on in here is complacency. Complacency is a thief. Complacency has you go like this. Well, I'm telling you now, I have the privilege to speak in churches all over the world. All over the world. 30 countries a year. And I'm telling you now, not just because Robbie and Donna are my very good friends and we have little Robbie out the back there and little Donna, whatever, she's running around, and the boys. I'm not just saying it because they're my friends. I know that God is listening to me. So I can't just say something because they're my friends. God is, there's little Donna there. God is listening to what I'm saying and I'm telling you the truth. Something is going on in this place that this nation are going to feel. Something is going on, and I can't quite put my finger on it yet. But I tell you what I was doing. I was sitting there, and I'm very happy in Liverpool, okay? And I was saying, Lord, don't tell me to move to Newport. Lord, don't tell me to move to Newport. Lord, don't tell me to. I'm happy in Liverpool. Because like when you come here, and Nathan, my dear friend, was going, he's a Christian, by the way. So he should know what's going on. It's not like he's just fell into church and he's like, oh, wow, is this what you do? He's a Christian. He's an evangelist. He knows the Lord, and he looks across me and he says, bro, what's going on? I want you to get excited for what is going on in this place. This is a Hebrews 10 kind of church. One that doesn't shrink back but moves forward. And I'm excited to be here. So I've just come in the slipstream of what is already going on. I don't need to add to this. I need to feed from it. You think I can add anything to what's going on here? Well, you might as well pull me off this stage right now because I'm going to sorely let you down. I can't add to this, but I can enjoy it. And I can feed from it. And I can hope that God can give you something from what I'm feeding from. Okay? God is on the move. God is on the move. I keep saying it because I'm seeing it. Amen. Amen. You're going to cause me trouble today, aren't you? I'm just kidding. I just love this church. Lord, I'm happy in Liverpool. I'm happy in Liverpool. Can you just stretch out your hands and say, Lord, he's happy in Liverpool. (laughs) Me and my wife may have a conversation when I get home. I'm just kidding. But it's a privilege to be here, Donna, Robbie, your family. And when I say your family, I mean your family. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to come and share what God has placed within me. And I'm going to share something that I hope brings increase.
blesses you, fires you up. I was a little bit disappointed when the temperature lady fi- fired me this morning because she said I was a safe temperature and I've got fire shut up in my bones. I was like, 34 degrees? You are kidding. I am boiling. You are kidding me. I'm red hot. I'm on fire for Jesus. Because he's touched me and I'll never be the same again. I'll never be the same because I've tasted what is good and I'm pressing in towards God. So I want to read some scripture to you. And I want to just show you how Jesus can transform a life in a moment. And I want to show you if there is non-believers in here and non-believers watching. I don't know whether we're going out onto social media. We are. Good morning and thank you for allowing a scouser into your front room this morning. I appreciate it. Please put the kettle on. I have two sugars and milk. It's a privilege. But I just want to share with you guys what God has been doing in my life. And most certainly what he done in this precious woman's life. Do we have any brave women in the house? Oh gosh. Oh boy. Yeah, we do. Do we have any brave men? Hear him? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Amen. We have a brave family, right? You know, I would go into battle with you, not against you, but with you. I would feel safe with you guys. I would feel safe. We need to tell people about Jesus everywhere we go. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? Hearing the word of God. And there is a woman I want to talk to you about who hears about God and she pushes through to her breakthrough and she gets it. It is the people in here who need a breakthrough. Come on, let's be real. Come on, I do. I'm on here with a microphone as the guest minister and I need breakthrough. Is there anyone in here who needs breakthrough? Well, today we can receive that. Today we can receive that breakthrough if we just Push through. Push through and touch him and touch Jesus. But I want to bring some context. I'm going to read to you from Mark 5, verse 25 to 34. And if you was at Arise, you're going to hear a message again. But if you weren't, why weren't you? If you weren't, you're going to hear this message, I believe, in this way. Potentially for the first time. You see, because God revealed this to me. I didn't reason it. It was revealed to me. And it's in Mark 5, verse 25 to 34. And you know this passage. It's the woman with the issue of bleeding. It's the woman with the issue of blood. Now, before I get into these verses, I want to give you some context, okay? Okay. So Jesus has just got out of a boat and he's approached by a demon-possessed man, big man. The chains couldn't hold him. He would break the chains, he would break the shackles, no one would go near him. He was up in the tomb self-harming with rocks. And Jesus casts out these demons and he casts them into the pigs and the pigs go down into the lake and they drown. Jesus then gets in the boat again and he goes across to the other side of the lake where he is met by a crowd of people. And within that crowd, within that crowd of people, there is a man who is desperate for his daughter to be healed. So you can imagine, Jesus pulls up at the shore, he just puts his foot out and there, a crowd of people all pulling on him. Lord, Lord, can you come and do this? Lord, can you come and do that? You see, these people, I believe, received what they were asking for because they were asking. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. But this man says, Lord, my daughter is sick. Will you come and heal her? So Jesus has just delivered a demon-possessed man who was self-harming with stones, there was many, many demons in him, gets on a boat, goes across, sees this man, hears his plea, he's on his way to heal his daughter, and this is where it gets very interesting for me. 
Jesus is on the way to heal this woman. Now let me read and pick this up from Mark 5, 25, okay? You guys okay? Do you understand me, my accent? Okay. With me being a foreigner. Hey, listen, before I, before I do, do we have any Nigerians in the house? Come on, do we have any Ghanaians? We have one. Okay, I just have a quick question, and if you guys want to come and battle this out here, that's fine. Who makes the best yellow rice? Oh, I'll just leave it there. Okay, so, back to Scripture. Back to unity and love and peace. Okay. Verse 25. And a certain woman, say a certain woman, was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all of her money. Yet instead of getting better, her situation became worse. When she heard, say heard, about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I can just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. How amazing is that? Wow, glory to God. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned to the large crowd and he asked, who touched me? One of the disciples said, you see, the people crowding against you, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at the feet of of Jesus, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, I want you to repeat this word, daughter, say daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow, glory to God. That is a powerful verse. This is a message for this season. This is a message for this season. This is like a COVID-19 message. And you may go, well, how? Well, let me give you some context of this brave lady. Yes, brave lady. Say brave lady. Brave. Say courageous lady. Because she is. The more I read this passage, the, the more she's becoming a hero of mine. Because she's showing us something. She's showing us how to do it, men and women. Men and women. She's blazing away here. A woman. <gasps> On a stage. Women leaders, we need you. We need you. You have a voice. And this nation is going to be shaken by women leaders. I'm telling you, and this woman is quickly becoming a hero of mine. She's right behind Donna and the two girls. This certain woman, say it again, a certain woman. This certain woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. Now I want to put this into context. In this culture, she didn't just have a bleeding problem. She had a cultural problem. She had a society problem. She had a financial problem. This woman was deemed unclean. So, can you imagine? Can you imagine you, we rebuke it in Jesus' name, but just for the purpose of the story. Can you imagine catching COVID-19? And the government's not allowing your family to come and see you. Oh, that's happened, right? 
That's happened in this very nation. This woman was deemed so unclean that her family could no longer visit her. Twelve years she'd been in social distancing. Twelve years with no bubble. No panel fence to lift up and speak to the neighbors. She was cast out. This woman had been so unclean that actually in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus 15, it says that not only was she unclean, anything or anyone she touched was deemed as unclean. Can you imagine your community disowning you? I think you could handle it a bit more if your husband could embrace you or your son or your daughter. They were not allowed to touch you. This is a woman all alone. Any women feel like that right now? Any men feel like that? This woman was deemed as low as low could get. She had suffered a great deal and put her trust in doctors. She spent all of her money. So not only was she deemed unclean, not only had she put her trust in doctors, it says that her condition and her situation became worse. Not only was she unclean, she was financially poor. She'd have suffered many botched job operations with backstreet butchers. She was putting her trust in all of the places that couldn't help her. This season is causing people to become financially challenged, right? This season is placing people on the margins. This season is deeming people unclean. This is a season that this woman experienced with great vengeance and great ferocity and great hatred for 12 years. But it's about to change. We like change, right? I mean, I look here and there's no carpet. I wonder why. Because things are changing. Things are growing. Things are expanding. We're giving God a bigger place to fill. God, we are here. Fill this space. This is a church of faith. This is a church of growth. This is a church that is willing to press through the narrative and touch the nature of God. And this woman does exactly the same. When she heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, now, nowhere in these scriptures does it say that any evangelist or any pastor went door knocking. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that someone approached her door, the unclean door. No, it doesn't say that anyone approached her. It's, it says, when she heard about Jesus, how did she hear about Jesus? Because crazy people like me and you who believe in Jesus were talking about what he was doing in that area. She heard through the door, under the door, or through the closed wooden shutters that Jesus, the healer, was in town. She heard the good news, and the good news passed through her bad news and touched her heart. This woman who had been alone for 12 years, never embraced her husband or her children. Let's just believe she had a husband and children. I don't know. But let's just believe she did. Well, let's believe she had a next door neighbor at least. Okay? Never felt the embrace of her neighbor. Never felt the need to go the Aldi. Couldn't go. Hungry, no money. The doctors took all the money. She had no one, nothing. She was alone. She was desperate. And somehow a bunch of Christians, a bunch of believers, a bunch of followers must have been talking about Jesus Christ, the healer. And this woman in her dungeon 
of misery and of sorrow and of anguish and of pain and being an outcast, she hears that Jesus, the healer, is about, oh boy, it's about to change. Oh boy. Do you see the way I'm sweating? Do you know I went to Africa for the first time in 2017? I went to Ranhar Bunkie's farewell crusade. And I said, Lord, open my heart. Open my heart. And he did, but he also opened up my sweat glands on that mission field. <laughs> I've come home and I've never stopped sweating since I preached. God, this woman, she hears, and guess what happens? Because the Bible's true. Her faith rises. Faith comes, comes by what? Hearing the word of God, hearing that Jesus is healer. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. He is our deliverer. He is our way maker. And this woman, I can imagine, is here just so desperate for this breakthrough, so desperate for things to change. And What's that? There's an atmospheric change in this misery. There's an atmospheric change. Something is changing within the atmosphere. You see, the good news, the light is driving out the misery. The light has got in under the door. The word of God, this double-edged sword, it's gone under the door and through the wooden cladded windows and it's cutting down the darkness. This light, this word that we preach and this woman stands to her feet. You can see I get excited about this woman, can't you? This woman, she stands to her feet and she thinks, oh, if I can just touch him. She took her opportunity. She heard that Jesus was here and she flings open the unclean door and she steps into her destiny. She steps not only into her destiny, but she steps into her identity. And I'm going to touch on that towards the end. Because remember, she was a certain woman, an unnamed woman. She was just a certain woman. She was so determined. Are you determined? Are you determined to get your breakthrough? You see, I can get your breakthrough for you, but you need to carry it. I can pray for God to deliver you out of that mess or into your future, but you have to walk in it. I can break this stuff off and I can do that, but if you want to keep picking it back up, well, you're going to get tired. And I'm probably going to put my attention to some, somewhere else because I want to be fruitful. I don't want to be frustrated. Iron sharpens iron. Encourage one another. Build up one another. Your leaders, your pastors, your, your volunteers. Everyone in this church is vitally important. Do you know, I want to say something now. Sorry, guys. Do you know God doesn't love these two any more than you? But he's going to judge them more. Do you know God doesn't love these two any more than you? But he's going to judge them more. Why? We have one of these. If any of you lead my children astray, woe betide you. So you must understand that when your leaders are bringing instruction, they've weighed it up. Because it ain't your neck on the chopping block. Do you understand? Listen, when my wife comes in and says that dishwasher needs emptying, believe me, I empty it. I know she's weighed it up and I play it safe. I was like, yes, my love. This is not scripture, but blessed is a man who does what his wife tells him. <laughs> Trust me, it works much easier. It's much easier. You see, I had to spend 19 weeks underneath the stairs until I understood that. My wife locked me up. She said, do you understand now? No, Lynn. I always learn the hard way. It's just, Lord, no more. Please help me. And I'm 
and I'm happy in Liverpool, okay? Okay, so here's this woman. She pushes through. For, for it, I get too excited. I'm sorry. She pushes through for her breakthrough. And she sees Jesus and she knows in her heart because she's heard the word of God. What do you mean by that, Andrew? Was people quoting scriptures? No, scripture was around. The word became flesh, John 1.14. The scripture was there. He was in the village. Scripture himself. The word became flesh, John 1.14. And what's the rest? He dwelt amongst us. Do you know what it says in the message translation? The word became flesh and moved into your neighborhood. Doesn't that sound amazing? So Jesus, the word became flesh, moves into this woman's neighborhood. And she takes her opportunity. She thinks, if I can just touch him. If I can just push through. Now, what I want you to understand is. If you come to this church or any other church, no one's going to stone you. Okay? You're not going to get stoned. This woman pushes herself out into this crowd full of Pharisees. There was Pharisees there because they were always following Jesus with their hard hearts had already deceived them. She pushes through and not only does she push through, she risks being recognized. She risks being stoned. She kicks open this door and goes, blow this, he's there, I need to touch him because he's on the move and if I don't touch him now, I might miss this opportunity. Are you taking your opportunities? Because I tell you something, I am. Because I know what life is like without Jesus. Cocaine addict, alcoholic, self-farmer, living on the streets, being kidnapped. I know it. I know how difficult it is without Jesus. Guns put in my face, tormented, an absolute mess. Someone told me about Jesus and I pushed through for my breakthrough. And I got it. And I've never been the same since. And neither do you have to be. So she sees Jesus and she pushes through. And she touches the hem of his cloak, the edge of his garment, whatever translation you read, I would have liked it to say, and she ran out and she jumped on his back. Because I think that's what scousers would do. Well, this one at least. And she ran out and she got him in a headlock and she wrestled him to the floor and was like, Jesus, I love you. I feel like that's what I'd do. I kind of did. But she doesn't. She sneaks up and she touches the hedge of his cloak. And boom, she gets it. She's healed. Boom, in an instant. Say in an instant. You're listening. I love you so much. You want to, any of you got my wife's number and tell her that I actually do say some good things? Boom, in an instant. And she tries to leave and Jesus goes, who touched me? And I think it was Peter who said, because, you know, Peter likes to say things, right? Lord, there's all, all sorts of people here touching you and Jesus, I can imagine. It's not in there, but, you know, the books that were written couldn't, the world can't contain, so I think it's in one of them books. And I believe Jesus said, whoa, 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 hang on, champ. Belt up a minute. Hang on a minute. Someone here has just touched me. Do you know why Jesus was adamant? Because that kind of power can only be taken by faith. Jesus is like, yeah, I know there's many people touching me, but not many believe. But this one, who are you? Because you believe. Yeah, I know there's many people touching me, but power's not leaving me. Because they don't have faith. And it is impossible to please me, says the Lord, without faith. But this one, oh, where's she gone? And she hears and she comes and she falls at the feet of Jesus. And she tells him the whole truth. Now, I don't know what the whole truth is in this context. 
But I can imagine it's gone something like this, okay? Lord, thank you. Thank you for healing me. God, I didn't know if my life was going to turn around. My neighbors, they didn't speak to me. They didn't feed me. They didn't clothe me. They didn't give me a drink. I was financially broke. My community lacked compassion. I think it went something like this. Jesus looks at her. You see, she was a certain woman. Who touched me, he said. She became an identified woman. And then he calls her daughter. She went from a certain somebody to an identified somebody to a daughter. In a moment. This is the king of kings and the lord of lords. I'm telling you right now that if you need breakthrough, you have to push through. You know the truth. Take it by force. God, I need you. Move in my life. I'm telling you right now, the world does not need Christians to be talking about COVID-19. They already know about it. Chapter and verse. And even some stuff that's made up. They believe that too. Do you know what I've found? The world believes everything it reads, so I suggest we give them a Bible. They believe everything they read. Why don't we get them in the book of John? There you go, read that. You see, we are media. We are a channel. But what news are you projecting? Clearly, I can see what we're projecting in here. Again, I'm happy in Liverpool. But this is the kind of people I want to do life with. This is the kind of people that I feel safe with. These are the kind of people that I move forward with, the ones who say yes and amen. Do you know what you are doing here? You are discipling your yes. You are discipling your yes. You've said yes, and now you're working in it. And God is moving. Say, God's moving. Okay. Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Yesterday or the day before, we, um, we were at the tent mission. And we, um, it was one of the ministers called a number of health conditions out. One was um, severe bruising all over the body. And um, I was kind of just sitting down across the side there, just sipping some water, just watching God move beautifully. And, um, and there was a number of people that came forward for a number of different reasons for prayer. And this old lady, I can say old because she's 83. That's kind of old, isn't it? Is that okay to say old? This more mature, beautiful princess came forward. And she stood there and she said, I'm covered in head to toe in bruises. And this was one of the words of knowledge. So she heard that God is moving. She was a believer, by the way. She was a believer. And she came forward and she rolled up her arms and she literally looked like a Dalmatian. Literally. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. And she said, I have them all over my body. She said, and I said, well, how long have you had them? She said, four years. She said, the doctors don't know what to do. Actually, it's getting worse. I think we've just read this, haven't we? Haven't we just read this somewhere? 
She said, actually, I'm going to doctors, but my situation is becoming worse. Now, I just preached this message that night. So, I thought, well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say what Jesus says, because it seems to work. So, she comes forward, and I just put my hands on, and I said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And she goes, you ready? Proper fire in her eyes. She goes, okay. And she leaves. And I was like, oh, Lord, please. I, I hope that worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm normally like, Pentecostal kind of guy. Charismania. I was like, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. She went, thank you, and left. She came back the next day with him. I thought it was her son and daughter. It was actually her daughter and her son-in-law, and they come up to me and said, hey, what have you done? I said, um, when? Like, can you narrow it down? Like, I've been alive for 42 years. I've, I've, I've done quite a lot. Some good, some bad. He said, no, no, you prayed for Anne last night and all the bruises have gone. Every one of them. Now, it taught me a lesson. Taught me a vital lesson that actually if we just imitate Christ, things happen. Daughter, your faith has made you well. This is a woman whose condition was getting worse, putting her trust in other places. Now listen to me. I want you to understand something. I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. Doctors are great. Okay? Dentists are great. Ever had a toothache? Glory to God for dentists. Okay? I've had operations, doctors, you know, but what I'm saying to you is they can only fix that what is temporary. They can only fix this flesh suit. They can only fix, they can only make a, what is going to be a corpse more beautiful for a period of time. God is the restorer of our soul and this earthly tent. God will embody us and it's in him we have everlasting life. So this woman, she touches his cloak. And I just love the fact that she was brave enough to do it. She showed us something. She showed us something. So, let me put this into a bit more context. It would be like everyone in here calling, can I use you, bro? Calling Nathan unclean. He's like, no, I don't want you to use me now. Use Robbie. <laughs> It'd be like everyone in here calling Nathan unclean. Nathan never been able to talk to you for 12 years and you're all his neighbours, by the way, and you're all like, naughty Nathan. Nasty Nathan. Ugh. Get away from us. And yet Nathan sees Jesus in warehouse church and doesn't worry about any of you and comes in. I'm going to touch him. That's bravery, right? That's bravery. And that's what this woman did. But that's what we need to do with believers and with non-believers. We need to push through for our breakthrough. I'm getting excited. Yep. At once, Jesus knew that power had left him. I want... Jesus to know that power's left him when I'm with him. I don't want to leave him with just ringing in his ears. I want Jesus to know that I have touched him. Who wants that? Your church is on fire. They're all in. Every one of these are in. You may have, I think you've got a problem on your hands. I think you've got a big problem on your hands with this law. They're all in. What I want to say to you is this. She went from having a problem to being brought into a position. 
She went from a certain woman to an identified woman to a daughter. Her situation changed. Her social status changed. Her loneliness changed. Her body changed. Her finances changed. Her family changed. Her whole life changed. Why? Verse 25, certain woman. Verse 33, identified woman. Verse 34, a daughter. You are daughters and sons of the most high God. Do not let... Thank you, Jesus. I was nearly game over there. I just felt that size nine twist over the stage. You'd have come and got me, wouldn't you? Would you? Can we do it now? Listen, you may look at me and you think, this guy doesn't take this. Hello. <laughs> you may look at me and think, this guy doesn't take it serious. He's a bit of a prankster. He's a bit of a joker. I've never took anything so serious in my life. I don't take myself serious, I take him serious. And in him, I, Andrew Cannon of Liverpool, can do all things. There was a time I couldn't brush my teeth. There was a time I couldn't get out the bed to go to the toilet. There was a time I would steal three pounds off my mother's microwave, because that's where she'd pile up her coins. There was a time I'd steal 20 pounds out of my mother's purse. There was a time I'd steal vodka out of the supermarket. But because of God and I heard that he was in the vicinity, I touched him and he said, who touched me? I said, it was me. It was me, Jesus. Save me. And he did. You okay, bro? I love you, man. These are producing good-looking kids, right? Listen. If you need breakthrough in your life, there's only one person who can give you it. It's Jesus. There's only one person who can go and get it. That's you. There's things in my life that I need, and I'm contending for them. God, give me them. See, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Why don't you eradicate that scripture through your life? You say, remove scripture? Yeah. Don't let that be applicable to your life. That's what I mean. You have not because you ask not. Well, guess what? Lord, 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 can I have? Lord, Lord. So, I can read all the scriptures and want to grow into, but, but that one, that one's not applicable to me. You may say, of course it is. Well, it's not when I'm asking. It is when I'm not asking. What is it you need? What is it you need? Three lionesses there. What is it you need? You need to ask for it. You need peace. You need stillness in your home, right? Stillness. You need to put your feet out of bed one morning and just feel like you're in the grass, right? You need the carnage to disappear. I'm telling you now, sweetheart, break through, push through. Yes, you, you the one, yeah, you, yeah. You need like that sea breeze. And I'm telling you, only Jesus, you. I'm telling you right now, you're going to start looking in the mirror and you're going to see the reflection of Christ. You see the way God just melts hearts when you speak words that are true over people? You're going to start looking in the mirror and you're going to start seeing Christ because he's, you're formed in his image. My bro, you, yes you, I see longevity in your spirit. I see consistency within you. No big massive highs, no big great lows. Consistency. I like consistency. I don't want my life to be like a roller coaster. I want it to be like a mill pond. I see great consistency in your life. My sister in the white, yes you. 
there is many, many scriptures that are within you. And I feel like God is going to give you a greater revelation and a deeper understanding of not of only what you know, but the things that you're searching in Him. Liam, God is going to use you mightily, my brother. Do you know why? Because He wants to. How amazing is that, bro? You see, the religious people will look at me and you and we're challenging to them. God will use you, mate. You want to know how big God is? He uses me. Get ready, bro. Stay low. Just stay low. Okay? Stay low. And God will exalt you. God will exalt you, my bro. Stay low. Stay low. Don't come. Stay low. Just stay low. Stay low with the Lord. Just stay low. We've got to stay low, church. You've got to stay low. He, he opposes the proud and he exalts the humble. Stay low. Stay low. This upside down kingdom to live is to die, to go high is to go low, to get is to give. Does it make sense? Lord, help us make sense of it. It doesn't make sense, mate. Someone said to me, Andrew, you'll preach to thousands of people. And the next day I spoke to 17 people in a conservatory. Three years later, I spoke to 100,000 people with 2.8 million watching. It doesn't make sense. It's a mystery. go high with him so I just want to pray for you guys because I feel like there's a whole new message coming I want you to remember that brave woman the one who wasn't, didn't have a name the one who wasn't even identified she became a daughter in one touch one touch Husbands, men, boys, do you need to be identified as a son? One touch. One touch. My brother, you. One touch. One touch. One touch. Who touched me? You did. Power will leave him and fill you fill you so you go and you touch other people who touched me Robbie did who touched me Donna did who touched me the kids did who touched me their family did why because they are filled with Jesus Father God I thank you for everyone in this place for everyone who is watching online, I thank you for allowing me to come into your home today. And I want you to know that the Lord is present and is with you. If you need that breakthrough, push through right now. Take it. Take it. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, bless them. Bless them. Amen. Man, how many of you have been touched by that message? I want you to stand. If you've been touched by that message, God has spoken to you specifically that you are believing for a breakthrough, whatever that may be.
I want to tell you that, that God is serious about his church. He's serious about his kingdom. And he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not, cannot, shall not prevail against it. So, so the church is safe. I want to let you know that. And you are the church. And what the enemy does, he comes to try and delay the inevitable. The inevitable is that you, 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 you're going to do great things for God. That you have an amazing destiny. That the plans God has for you are to prosper. That you will not lack. That you're ahead and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is living in you. And that you have been called to do great things. And it doesn't matter what you've gone through. Andrew just shared some of the things. And I know his testimony. I've heard his testimony. And man, what he went through. But yet when he heard about Jesus, he pushed through. And for some of you, it's a step of faith. And I want everybody who's standing to take a step forward. Just take a step forward. Aha. Uh -huh. That's what it's going to take for you to step forward. Take another step. Watch the chairs in front of you. <laughs> it's time. We've heard the message and what you're doing right now, we're responding to it. Just lift your hands with me right now. sing a song over you and as I begin to sing as I begin to sing just receive your breakthrough the breakthrough has to be received in the heart <laughs> and that word has come across today and touched your heart and you're responding by standing by stepping forward and you've now got to begin to confess his word Leave this place in. I have my breakthrough. You might not have seen the manifest of it, whatever it is. It might be healing. I love what Jonathan said yesterday. He said it's a process. It will come. It will take time. But it will come to pass if Jesus said. And as you step forward, that power, oh, I love that. Power flows out of him. All things are possible to him that believes and if you believe that's that's all you that's the ticket that's all you need is to believe his word lord of the breakthrough lord of the breakthrough you are the lord of the breakthrough we worship you we worship you, Lord of the breakthrough, Lord of the breakthrough, you are the Lord of the breakthrough, we worship you, we worship you, Lord of the breakthrough, Lord of the breakthrough, you are the Lord of the breakthrough, we worship you. We worship you, Lord of the breakthrough, Lord of the breakthrough, you are the Lord of the breakthrough, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Now just receive it right now. Just stretch your hand out and just touch him. Come on, just stretch your hands out, touch him right now. Let that power flow in you, through you. Touch the people around you, hallelujah. Just say, I receive. Come on, say with me. Say, I receive my breakthrough. I receive my breakthrough. Say, I receive my breakthrough. Hallelujah. 
Now begin to thank him right now. Just thank him. Come on. Don't clap. Just, just thank him with your own words. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you that this is a new day. This is a new day. And you may have suffered. It might have been 12 weeks you've been suffering with it. It might be 12 years. I want to tell you, today is a new day. Change is not coming. Change is here. Your breakthrough is here. And what I want you to do right now, if you've received it, begin to clap your hands and rejoice that you're leaving this place differently. You're leaving this place differently. You're leaving this place with your breakthrough. You're leaving this place saying, yes, I have been healed. Yes, something has been restored. Yes, God has done something. Amen. Now the enemy's going to try and come. And how he works, he works in the mind. You try and say, that was a load of rubbish, wasn't it? When you leave this place. Look in yourself in the mirror and see Jesus, that's rubbish. But I want to tell you, you've got to bring those thoughts down with the word of God. And say, no, I am a daughter of the king. I'm a, I'm a son and I am a daughter. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what the world says about you, the media says about you, your parents have said about you. What matters is what God says about you. And God says you are awesome. God says you are beautiful. God says you are handsome. God says you've been called. <laughs> well, I just want to lay hands on everybody right now. Help me, Jesus. We laid hands on people yesterday that had gloves on. And people, man, it was awesome. Folks, there's, there's, there's coming a time where we're just going to have church for hours. And I've sensed the presence of God here right now in this place. Hallelujah. There's a gentleman there and a lady there. Yes, you, my love, you guys. What, what God started many years ago in you, he is going to complete. <laughs> okay? And you guys have thought, well, we're just getting on. We got our pension and it's time to relax. No, 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 no. God, God, God said, God, you're here because of your hunger. And whether, I want to tell you, whether you're 8, 18, or 80, God responds to hunger. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I want to tell you, it's not time to retire. It's time to refire and say, yes, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Just lift your hands for me right now. Father, I thank you for this mighty couple. That Lord, you brought them here today just to give them a word, to encourage them and build them up for this next journey, this next level you have for them. And Father, I thank you, Lord. They came to touch you and they've touched you today. And I speak power and authority and boldness over your life in the name of Jesus. That no weapon that is fashioned against you, it will not prosper. Any tongue that rises up against you will be put to rise. For this is a new day, says the Lord. A day to rise up. A day to arise and go forth. And that which I have already told you. That which I, you've already written down. The stuff you've written down. You've got a little book. It's a blue book, I think. <laughs> that you've written down. You've got all these visions. It's time. God says, it's time. It's time. It's time. Can we give the Lord a hand clap and praise Him? Hallelujah. Hey. I just want to pray. Well, I actually want you to pray. Andrew. Don't you go anywhere. I know there's people in here who need Jesus. And I know there's people in here that you haven't been walking with the Lord. It's been a 50-50 hot and cold thing. And could you just share a little bit of your testimony and, and lead these people in a prayer of salvation? Thank you, Pastor. So I didn't grow up in the church, as you can probably tell. 
32 years of my life, I didn't know Jesus. And I went into the world to make a success of myself, all about me. And I did, in some degree, I made a success of myself. I opened up a construction company and was making a lot of money. But money wasn't what I was searching for. I ended up spending all my money eventually on cocaine and alcohol and that kind of stuff. And I became a cocaine addict and an alcoholic. And for nine years, my life was out of control. And for the last two years of those nine, I was completely lost mentally. I was a self-harmer. I would hack myself up. I was a mess. Hearing voices. I was eight stone in weight. My life was a mess. I had no hope. None whatsoever. No hope. I didn't know any Christians. I didn't know anyone who could point me to Jesus. I didn't have an opportunity to come to Christ because no one had told me about him. In 2010, a man said to me, I was in this room, I was in a rehab, and a man said to me, someone in here wants to give their life to Jesus now. And I didn't even know who Jesus was. I'd never been to church. I didn't know any of the howls. I didn't know who Jesus was. None of you guys had told me about him. But I said, Jesus, if you're real, if we could say the audacity of that. Jesus isn't bothered about that. He's like, yeah, I am. I am real. I said, Jesus, if you're real. I pushed through for my breakthrough. I said, Jesus, if you're real, save me. And there and then God met with me. And he moved nine years of addictions out of my body instantly. Instantly. Baptized me in the Holy Ghost and in fire. And my life has never been the same. Over a period of 18 months to two years, all the scars started to disappear. All of them. Except one. I don't know why he left me with that one. But I'm telling you right now that if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, people in here and people at home, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you a question. And this question, the answer you give to this question could be the most, well, actually is the most important answer of your life. And my question to you is this. Do you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because if you do, he will meet with you right now. Right now. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, let me say that another way. If you believe it and then say it, God will save you. So as I speak to my family at home, for everyone who's watching at home and for everyone in here, can you guys just bow your heads? Because I'm going to ask you the most important question of your life. And I'm not going to play around. Do you need a new start in your life? Let me say this another way. Do you need a new life? Do you need everything brand new? Do you need a all that old junk and mess to go away? Well, Jesus can do that for you now by bringing you into a new future. So if you want to invite Jesus into your life now and you want to pray a prayer with me, can I ask you to do something extremely brave? And that is to push through right now. 
If you want to give your life to Jesus, can I ask that you lift up your hand now? I see you, I see you. Is there anyone at home? Have you lifted up your hand? If you have, God sees you and he is overjoyed that you are committing your life to him. So let's pray. Say, Father God, can we all pray? Father God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Will you forgive me? And will you save me? Wash away all the mess and fill my life with peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Guys, for the people who are in this building right now, I see in the, you guys who put your hands up. Can you make yourself known to me in a moment? Or to one of the team? Because we want to speak to you. And for all of those who have raised up their hand at home, is there a way, Pastor, that they can contact you? If you go to... Uh, if you're online watching, if you go to our website and click next steps on the tab, it'll take you to a page where you say first steps and then it'll give you an option to say, I gave my life to Christ today or I want to give my life to Christ and you press that and you'll be able to um, fill in a form, just, um, just say, I gave my life to Christ today and we'll get some literature and some things to you and the team, I'll be in touch with you and you can do that straight away or even on the YouTube you're on now, just send us a message. Um, and we'll get hold of that message. Send a private message on Messenger if you want to, and we'll get back to you. Thank you so much. Can we give a big round of applause to Evangelist Andrew Cannon? Can we just stand up? Bless you, church. I know we got um, some of our guys from the Ronda. Uh, we're launching a soft launch of the Ronda in two weeks' time. And um, praise God, um, you know, and, and Ralph and, and Carol, uh, who are up there, you know, um, just looking after those people there. They, they're actually celebrating their 47th wedding anniversary. Can we give them a big round of applause? We love you guys. Ralph and Carol, congratulations. That is amazing. Well, folks, you, thank you so much um, for coming and um, we really, really appreciate you. Please stay in touch. Go to our website if you want to find out what's going on. Now, just to say there's a one-way system. If you didn't notice, the one-way system is that way. If you go in into the coffee shop, you'll go the way of the toilets and then come back through a one-way system. And if you're leaving, leave by the fire exit on the right-hand side. But I just want to say, God bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Have a great, expectant, exciting week full of blessing, full of favor, and full of power. We love you. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap and praise him as we go. Amen. God bless you, church. Yeah.